0: Everybody uh, and good to be with you on this, our fourth episode of Face to Face on Race. Uh, we've shared our personal stories. Uh, we have um, uh, spoken about how how the whole uh, concept emerged. Uh, we uh, So we've we spoken about the agenda, what we're trying to achieve, broadly speaking. And we've also done a session on beginning with the end in mind. Uh, that was our last session, really just looking forward to what we're hoping for. So sharing our hopes with you, and uh, in this session, uh, we uh, this this episode is titled um, "White Privilege and Black Victimhood." So uh, just the title alone uh, probably gets your heart racing. Uh, it's these are these are hot topics, and uh, they're not topics we want to shy away from. That's the whole point of this engagement. We want to we want to really plunge in and get our hands dirty. And so we're going to spend some time just thinking through uh, those two two topics. Now, um, Black has done in the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, done a lot of uh, reading and research and meditation um, on 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 these particular issues. And uh, just in our um, conversations, he's really wanted to. Uh, he's had a burden around these issues and really been immersing himself in them so so black we're gonna we're gonna jump in with you um and uh tear off with you just why don't you just share with us what what so you've been on a journey and and where you are right now in your thinking what's the heartbeat of your thinking so so if you were to distill it and say look this is the essence of how i understand uh white privilege uh, and black victimhood this is where i'm at
1: yeah, cool man. Thanks, bro. Um, I think just as a um, a way of of just creating some context um, for for people, because um, I think it, it's just worthwhile that that uh, the, the family knows uh, where I'm coming from. Um, I think I said it to Royden just off air that the thing that these conversations have done for me, um, they've reignited a flame that that was always dead, but I think over the years um has has died down um, and died down for a number of reasons one, um, I think when the the conversation around race relations uh, shifted to largely being about uh, racism between black and white people, I think I lost my passion for um, my love for 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 black people and started focusing on how I can. I can fight, I can fight racism, uh, that is coming from white people and how I can push back against that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's part of the reason why we're having these conversations. But for me personally, um, and I shared this in the first episode, just with how even my name came about, black newborn. Um, I've always had a strong sense and a filler call that, that God has placed over my life, um, to uh, really just show Black people, uh, that's where I grew up, that's my experience, that's my uh, biological family. Just show, show our worth, um, and not not that our worth necessarily comes from our blackness, but uh, the truth that we made in God's image and that we, we can hold our own anywhere in the world. Um, so whether it's in any, any space, education, economics, politics, uh, arts, wherever we find ourselves, uh, we can hold our own and not necessarily because we like, hey, look at us. We the black strong people in the global village, but no, we people in the global village and like all other humans and all other peoples. God has blessed us with gifts, with talents, with uh, knowledge, uh, with with a love for for good things uh respectable things and there's there's a lot of books written about the history of black people, uh things we've invented, um, you know, uh, just our impact on the arts, uh, whether it's uh medicine, whether it's politics, whatever sphere, there's history and, and a lot of recorded history about uh, uh black people. And so so I think these conversations have really uh, sparked that again. And so my understanding now of white privilege and my understanding of black victimhood, um, has really, has really been pushed by that passion, has really been pushed by, by, uh, by that love, uh, that I believe has been instilled in me by God. Um, and so what I'm going to be explaining and talking about today comes with, with that context in mind, uh, with that in, in, in the back of, of my head. And, and I hope that it's in the back of your mind as well as I speak. Um, so again, like Royden said, white privilege and black victimhood are very big things. Um and I think they've kind of dominated the, the conversation around race um for us. So so where I'm at currently now, and um I'll I'll start off with it might be a shocking statement, but I'll obviously explain it. But uh, I reject um the the idea of white privilege. Um I reject it uh, wholeheartedly and completely. Um I think there's a lot of Problematic things about uh, the, the the term white privilege or the idea, the belief of white privilege. I think there's a whole lot of problematic things, even in relation to black victimhood, uh, which which I'll speak about. But three things I just want to focus on, just so obviously that there's uh, just a sense of direction and order. But the the first reason why I reject uh, white privilege, I think it softens the blow on racism. Um, and we, we spoke about that in the previous episodes and I'll elaborate more. But that's the first thing. It softens the blow on racism. As Christians, we want to call out racism where it is. It's evil. It's a bad thing. Um, it's, it's, it's not supposed to be happening. And so we, we, we call those agents of truth, of love, mercy and, and, and grace to call that out. Um, so I think white privilege softens that. Um, secondly, I think, uh, what white privilege does and aids and it continues as well. The, 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 uh, the notion of, of, of Black victimhood. Um, so, so I think it just perpetuates, um, this, this narrative that I think, um, a, a lot of politicians have played into, um, and, and basically sucking the juice uh, on Black victimhood, uh, so, so that Black people can, can continue feeling like victims and approaching these conversations from, from that vantage uh so i think that's the second thing and then lastly i think what white privilege does um, it, it really just diminishes the call um, that scripture gives all of us black white indian colored asian to leverage our privilege uh for the sake of those who are widows orphans marginalized disenfranchised people who who are on the on the fringe um, so the, the the call of of scripture that all peoples that god has given any form of privilege uh Particularly economic privilege. That's what we're going to be speaking about. We should leverage that, whether you're black or white. Um, so I think white privilege really dumbs that down and weakens that core. Um, so let's let's start with the first one. Um, white privilege softens the blow on racism. So I think what the term white privilege has has done. Um, one, it's it's made um, it's made us move the the goalposts whenever. Uh, instances of white privilege are identified. So the the classical story that's always used is of two people, black and white. So Royden and I walk into a Converse store or whatever store, and we go into shop. Normally, what would happen?
0: <laughs> yeah. Notice that it's a shoe shop. Just I just needed to highlight that.
1: Carry yeah, on, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we walk into a Converse store. And what, uh, what privilege would, uh, would, would speak off in that instance is that the, the, the black, uh, store, uh, uh, keeper, or whoever is working on the floor would follow me, um, and not Royden. So Royden would be afforded the privilege of shopping, uh, without being followed. Uh, nobody would assume that he's, he's bringing any criminal element to the store, uh, but he's just a customer who came to, to shop but there's all these preconceived notions about who I am because of my skin color. Um, so, so they would follow me around because they would assume that I came to skill. I came to do something that, that is is somewhat illegal. Um, and so, and so white privilege would say, you see, this is, this is Royden exercising his privilege. Um, and and I would say, uh, I think that that softens the, we rather moving the goalposts first and foremost, because Royden might've walked into that store, not, not thinking in his mind, I'm a white person and no one is going to follow me. He's just going about his own day. He's doing his own thing. He's an individual. Yes, he's white, but as an individual who likes shoes and he, I'm just going to look like black. Can I be (laughs) black? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm doing. That's all you do. You know what I mean? And you you try to do your stuff. So he might not have walked in thinking that I'm going to exercise any form of, I'm going to, I'm going to basically play on, on my whiteness that nobody follows me, you know? You just came in. You came to buy. That's it. Um, so at that point, we're we throwing the burden on you to try and justify why this black storekeeper started following me. It has nothing to do with you. You, didn't, you, didn't, you don't even know who I am. I walked yeah. in at the same, same time as you, and we both customers. We're doing our thing. So we're throwing this burden on you to try and justify what had happened. But instead, in that specific scenario— I, as a black person who feels that I'm being followed because I'm black, it's an opportunity for me to speak to my brother about an inferiority that he might be suffering from um, to say, hey, bro, listen, if you follow me because you think I'm black and therefore you assume that I, I came to steal or whatever the case is, you might have believed something about uh, black people, that is 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 totally wrong. You know, uh, apartheid had, had had that narrative about us. Other people have perpetuated that 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 narrative that if you see a black guy, um, that guy automatically has to be a criminal. I had to talk to my brother, gospel him, um, and 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 try and 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 elevate his 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 outlook on his own people. Um, but if if I focus on white privilege, I've missed that opportunity to speak to my brother, to love on him. Um, to correct what 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 the, the the what our history has has conditioned him to think like, uh, what racism continues to to condition him to think like, um, and and I would have just thrown all of this stuff on this white person who might not even have like not even thought about um, his race or our race when he walked into the store. You know, so, so, so that's, that's one. I think it shifts the, the goalposts and, and it moves the focus away. But secondly, I think where there is racism, if Royden be, is racist towards me, I need to call him that. You are being racist and you are being, uh, you, you exercising racism right now. But if, if, if I call it white privilege, then I'm soft, softening the blow because what tends to happen with white privilege is, I have, I have to I have to die a million deaths or my explanation has to die a million deaths for me to, to kind of explain to you how white privilege works um, generally and then secondly I have to try and apply um, how that definition uh, is applicable in this instance whatever that case might have been, whatever the instance between you and me might have been you know and, and so I think We've seen we've seen we've seen other white people and and, and speaking about white privilege, but I've seen other white people tap out because because they might have been racist and it's justifiable. And there's evidence that they've been racist. But then when we start speaking about white privilege, they go into all the categories of all the different stories that they've heard about white privilege. And they can easily say, well, I don't fit that. I don't fit that. I don't fit that. So, so how how can you call me out? Uh, and, for, and in for a sense,
0: good. in a sense, at that point, they can play the victim card, right? Because I was yeah. born into this privilege. So, so how can you hold it against me? Um, yeah, I'm no longer, exactly. I'm no longer sinning. Uh, yes. By, by perpetuating the lie that you are worth less than me, that you don't have my capacities, that you are more, uh, um, Culturally or biologically prone towards criminal dispositions, uh, you know, I'm no longer guilty of any of that. I'm just, I'm just a victim of of an accident of history, which is being born white. And so, in a sense, there's an easy escape
1: clause for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and so then, what happens is the the conversation around race, racism, is is killed. You know. And so I, 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 I'm 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 disempowered to call out racism from from you as my brother, you know. So I can't call I can't call the racism out in you anymore because now, I, again, my explanation has to die a million deaths for us to actually even get to what the the issue is that I'm bringing, you know. But if I if I say, Yo, Royden, listen, what you did or said there was racist, you know. But to me, I've heard other white people say, well, you're comparing me to like the architects of apartheid or, or, or like, you know, in, any of the high profile apartheid leaders. I'm not, I'm not like those guys. And, and as a Christian, we would say sin is sin at, at any point, you know? So I think the, 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 the previous episode, I think you spoke about trust between, between the two cultures of the two races, you know? And there's, there's obviously a relationship. And so, and, and I think you used the example of marriage. Uh, in marriage, it, it would it would not matter if 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 uh you know y- you basically flirted with with another woman or you slept with another woman. It's it's an injustice to your wife. You know your yeah. wife will take offense to that. But but I think if if we start then playing uh, scales with with the sin and we say, well, it's not it's not as bad. You know, so yeah. so it's racism, but but we're going to cover it in in the guise of of white privilege. So it's not necessarily as bad. Um, I think it really just uh, diminishes the problem, and and then it cuts all 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 um, avenues or, or, or streams of connection between us, or communication between us. Because I felt that as a racist act towards me, um, but now I present it to you as as white privilege, you justifying it, and so then I feel like, shucks, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this thing is not as bad as it is. Uh, there's no repentance from you. There's still a sense of 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 uh, uh, injustice from me, and so the 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 trust the trust uh, that we want to build between us will obviously be hindered, you know. But if I call racism for what it is, and you saying to me, "Well, bro, that sounds a bit harsh because you're comparing me to like apartheid architects," I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's how bad sin is. We've seen the history of racism in our country. We've seen what apartheid has done in our country, mm. and so if I'm calling racism out in you." I don't want us to go back there. History has taught us how evil that, that was. Mm. We've seen how, how diabolic that whole thing was. So yes, that's what I'm calling out, you know, mm. and mm. let's talk that memo, um, and not diminish the thing, you know? So, because so, at its, what, yeah. so sorry, just to jump on that, at its core,
0: at its kernel, it's the same thing, right? So, so it is, it is this lie. I'm better than you because of my cultural heritage and because of my white skin. Um, yeah. and, and it's an, it's either an attitude or an act or a word that perpetuates that lie. And all apartheid is, is that, is that, uh, microcosm writ large, uh, it codified into law, right? So, so we're just going to, we're going to, um, we're going to build an infrastructure, a societal infrastructure that reflects what's in our hearts. And that we're going to exactly. call apartheid, right? So, so in that sense, we're saying, look, you might not be H.F. of Wood. But it's that's exactly where he started, with that <laughs> with that attitude, uh, yeah. and so we want to call that out, right? That's what we say. Yeah. 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 Sorry, carry on. No. So that's the first um, one. The first one is, look, this thing is actually unhelpful in treating the problem of racism. Yeah. It muddies the waters. It's it it allows uh, white people to just say, "Well, I'm just a victim of 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 who I." Am and heart and to what heritage I was born. And it makes yeah. it very unclear what we're talking about. And it, and it stops the, it, it stunts the possibilities for genuine repentance. Yeah. So that's the first one, right? Sorry. Carry on with yeah. the, uh, If yeah. you're done there, carry on with the second one.
1: Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's my first um, issue with it. Then the second thing uh, would be that it aids and, and, and it, it just perpetuates this, this, this false narrative, um of, of victimhood from um on the part of black people. Um yes we acknowledge and I acknowledge you know that that we were victims of apartheid, you know. It's not like we were part and parcel of saying hey we want this thing upon us. Uh, we were oppressed, you know. Um and it was evil, it wasn't right. Um but but I think after that um, it's what it's what I said in in, in the uh, the talk we did uh, at church. The two faces of midrand. So I did a talk on on, on the gospel and blackness, um, and I said that as much as it sounds wrong saying it, but the genius of apartheid is how do we continue enslaving black people when apartheid is finished? You know, mm. uh, when 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 the colonizers have gotten onto their ships and, and sailed back to Europe, how do we keep them enslaved when we're not even physically there? And it's and I think it's with this narrative of victimhood that from from now on, everything that I'm seeing, especially when it comes to race relations, as a black person, I'm seeing it through the lens of me being a victim. You know, Um, so and and so I think that that um, that downplays the potential that God has given me, downplays the intellect God has given me, all the good gifts that God has instilled in me when there isn't any visible form of an oppressive structure. There aren't any laws that are legislated to keep me from living where I live, from taking my kids to the school that I want to take them from aspiring to be anything. Um, Yes, there are challenges in life, like in any society, in any culture, in any race. Um, If if I'm going to go to school, it's not going to be an easy thing. Like I want to, then I have my degree. Um, I have to raise funds. I have to study. There's, there's a whole lot of just normal human hardship experiences that, that are, that are, are, I'll experience. But I'm not experiencing that primarily because I'm black. You know, I'm not, I'm not experiencing difficulty in whatever area that I'm trying to, to, uh, to, to grow in and achieve in primarily because I'm black because there isn't any, Signs where i 'm walking that says white's only or blacks only anymore you know, so there isn't any visible um, structure that that is oppressing me, so i I cannot continue believing um, that that i'm a victim and i'm operating from from that stance. if I was talking to a friend of mine and and he was saying to me that if my if my grandparents would hear me right now speak about. About the fact that um, white privilege, for example, is is what's keeping me down, you know. So, if Royden, if, if Royden just acknowledges his white privilege, we'd probably move forward. Or if Royden would leverage some of his white privilege, you know, then I, I would have the ability to. To, to 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 grow it and become all that I want to be in whatever area so we we ministry workers maybe i I, I can one day acquire like a, a high position at Church of Roy and would just leverage his white privilege if my grandparents would hear that they they'd probably smack me sideways to think yo listen we thrived at some level you know and 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 I, even even if I just look at Bisa, though there, there, were, there were black lawyers there were black doctors there were black business people. During apartheid, you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't any structure that was keeping them down, but because they knew that we could we could thrive, you know, and the reason why they were fighting apartheid is because yo, this this thing and these laws that you put basically uh, don't give us an equal opportunity at, at the starting level, you know. Um so 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 white people have been given an opportunity to start at a better level than, than us. And that's unfair, you know, in a society everyone should have an equal opportunity to start at, at whatever it is that they're doing. Um, but, but there were people in my own community, in my own family, who, 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 were, who were excelling in the, in, the, in the areas that they were in. And, and they were fighting for apartheid to end. And here apartheid has ended. And with, with all shared, their shared genius that they've given me in, in my genes, I, I'm going to stand here and say, well, shucks. White privilege is somehow blocking me from from becoming who I'm supposed to be. That probably smacked me sideways, because because they fought and died so that can be removed. And right now, where I'm at, I'm saying I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not a victim of of um, uh, uh, again um, some some knapsack that's invisible in the sky that's keeping me and and holding me down. Um, from actually becoming who I'm, I'm, I want to be, you know, in whatever space and, and arena I'm in. So, so I've seen how, um, you, we were chatting, um, earlier on, just even about, um, how the, the middle class in, in, in South Africa has grown, the black middle class, you know, so, so if the stats that, that we were looking at, we'll, we'll, we'll put a, I think a link or I'll put it up in this video. But, but there were stats um, from 2013 and 15. Um, um, I don't know if you have them before. Yeah, let me, that, let me, so let me just read it out. because, So, so Black uh, was
0: raising some of these ideas, and, and both of us said, Joe, it would be great to have the objective facts on what's actually been going on. Yeah, so sure. um, the World Bank and Stats SA and uh, one of our government departments, um, uh, one of the units for monitoring and evaluation, they put together this study and it compares the middle class in 2008 and 2014. Uh, during those, during that span of time. So 2008 to 2014, the black middle class grew from 42% of the middle class to 50% of the middle class. That's sure. uh, just black Africans. Um, it's, it's another, what is it? Another, um, um, Close to yeah, close to thirty percent if uh you you include Asians and Coloureds. So there's growth in the Black middle class, forty-two to fifty percent in two thousand and four, and the yeah. and over that time the White middle class decreased from thirty-six percent to twenty-eight. So those are just the stats.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. You know, so so even just looking at those stats, I, I would say that's something to celebrate, right? Um, have, have we arrived in terms of race relations? No, we haven't. It's the racism that still exists. Yes, there is racism that still exists. But, but even if we just look at the numbers, we, we cannot, as black, as a black person, I cannot deny that the visible structure of oppression that has been done away with is not keeping me, um, oppressed and keeping me at the bottom and keeping me believing what the apartheid uh, narrative wanted black people to believe, you know. Um, so, so I'm not, I'm not there, and clearly we have we have we have moved uh, and and had strides uh, as black people. So that's something to celebrate. That's something to look at and say, well, listen. Um, and I want to say to my to my black brothers and sisters, we're not victims, you know. Uh, we we excel. In there's 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 black people who are educated, black people who are professionals, black people who are in spaces where historically we, we would not find ourselves in those, in those spaces, but, but we're excelling in those spaces now. Um, and again, not saying racism is over, not saying that there isn't any work to be done, but clearly uh, we, we're not victims. And that's what white privilege perpetuates in us, uh, because what white privilege says is, again, only Royden can succeed in those spaces, you know? And, and what Royden has to do, he just, he just uses his white privilege, he leverages his white privilege, uh, to get in my head in those spaces, you know, um, and, and so, and so then the, 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 the results is that I will, I will never succeed. Or if I have to succeed in those spaces, I have to work ten times as hard in order for me to, to, to even achieve what I want to achieve. And I, I would even push back on that notion, you know, um, and, and say that, um, again, if, if 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 we 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 can point out in a company, for example, um, corporate essay or even in, in our church, if there's any legislation that really keeps me um, um, from from working hard and achieving stuff in that area, then yeah, there's a problem with that company. Let's go address that, let's speak against that, you know. But if there isn't any legislation, then you're dealing with racism in people's hearts. So if, if, if we have a white boss, Royden and I, and that white boss is making it easier for Royden to excel in that, and I'm saying, well, he's, they, they're leveraging their white privilege, and I'm just gonna stand here and have to work 10 times as hard. No, that's racism. It's not white privilege. You know, that boss needs to be called out. Um, it shouldn't be happening if we both have the same education, Royden and I, and, and we both working in the same space, and we, there's a clear trajectory of how we can excel in that space. If he's excelling because there's a white boss who's enabling him, that's racism. We can't say Royden is leveraging his white privilege or that guy again. We're softening the thing. That problem is never going to be dealt with in that company um, if, if if we continue letting that happen. And I'll continue playing the victim, and and I will just have this 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 white privilege um, idea as justification. For why I need to continue working ten times as hard, you know. Mm. Um, so, so I would say there's no, there's no legislation, there's no laws. We can work. There's stats that prove that. Um, and 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 personally, I want to do more, more work and more research in, in actually um, just highlighting this truth and how and how far we've come um, as Black people in South Africa. I mean, there's still more to say on that point, but I'll just move on to the third one um why so, are so let me it?
0: let me just let me just yeah. um bounce back at you uh yeah. and just hear just just help me um uh understand if i'm if i'm hearing you correctly yeah we're saying white privilege is a very nebulous ephemeral thing to understand um and yeah. so it's and so it's it, it's it plays into one of the reasons we you are advocating against it is it plays into uh, the idea of black victimhood and, and, and part of the problem with that is, uh, that is perpetuating, if that's your core identity, so my core identity is now victim. It's not to say there weren't heinous things perpetrated in the past or even current acts of racism, but that's no longer the person's core identity. That's what you saying. Yeah. And if you believe that that's your core identity, well then, you're saying the person is powerless. So I'm, 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 I'm buying into the lie that I'm powerless. I'm buying into the lie that I'm useless. I'm buying into the lie that I can never achieve um, because I'm black. And that's just a perpetuation of apartheid ideology. And so yeah. this concept of white privilege is not serving uh, um, the reclaiming of a biblical identity as one yeah. made in the image of God, a moral agent, um, who who can uh, exercise their gifts to God's glory and has dignity uh, before they've done a single thing, simply by the fact that they are made in the image of God, and that's their starting point. And so we want to yeah. do away with any kind of ideological framework that affirms, um, no, 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 you are actually a victim of apartheid, and you will never overcome that. You're a yeah. victim of your skin color. You will never overcome that. You are useless. Yeah. Um, it's part of your culture, and, and 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 it perpetuates those sorts of lies. That's what we. That's what that's what yeah. I hear you saying. Is
1: that right? Yeah, that's what I'm pushing against, bro. Um, and I, I think it's worth even saying here at this point before we move to the third one. It's worth saying that um, you know, white people and black people are watching this. And so there might be a group of white people who hear this and, and they say, well, that's that's it. You know, like I've always said that black people are complaining for nothing. There's no racism, you know, and, and here's a black guy who's who's siding with me and, and proving that that what I was saying was always right. You know, and, and I would say to that white person, you're being racist right now, um, again, because you're using my skin color. Um, uh, to justify to justify what what exactly I'm fighting against. Do you know what I mean? So, so mm-hmm. you would say, yeah, here's a black guy, and this black guy agrees with me. Instead of instead of treating me as an individual who's worthy because of the truth that i made in God's image, that I have my own thoughts, um, and 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 that that I'm 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 trying hard to 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 um tear tear through the lies that we hear, particularly about white privilege. With the truth of of what God has given me in His word, you know what I mean. So, Mm. so instead of instead of looking at me at that level, again, you just used my race to try and justify a point. And and I would say, I would say that that is racist. You know, It's, Mm. it's not other people would even say, no, 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 but that's that's white privilege. You know, he's a white person or she's a white person, and therefore they can even just nonchalantly say, yeah, here's a black guy who agrees with me. And I would say that's not privilege. He's using my race or she's using my race um uh to 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 justify racism, that is racism let 's call that up so I would say that there 's a group of white people who might be watching this and saying that then there 's a second group of white people who who might be watching this and saying, but i 've always identified with uh the idea of, of white privilege you know so so if if you 're saying that like white privilege is yeah first of all i don 't think it 's a biblical uh, uh, idea um and and so if if I'm also supposed to be rejecting it, um, again, where like how, how do I deal then with with all the privilege I have, you know? Um, and so I, I want to say the, the third point will explain that. Mm. But again, what Royden said: do you you you're a human, you're an individual, you're made in God's image, and that's what I'm stressing, uh, and that's what I, I'm trying to get all of us at to say. Uh, to even racialize privilege, um, I think c- continues to create a divide between black and white people. You know what I mean? Um, instead, of, instead of speaking privilege for what it is, which is the third point I'll get into. But if we racialize it, we, we continue playing into the same narrative that, that our past has played into. You know, we, we have a very crazy um, uh, racialized past. And, and, and most of the things that we do in South Africa, we see through that lens. And part of the, the, the reason why we're having this conversation is that we want to see each other as made in God's image, and not necessarily um, because of uh, see each other necessarily from our race, you know? Because that's what the country has been, that's what people perpetuate right now. Uh, so, so I would say it's that white person. I just hold on. We let's let's get to the third point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's, there's there's enough encouragement for you there. Uh, then I think on the on the flip side, there's black people who might be watching this and they are thinking to themselves. Well, you exactly the sellout that we speak about, you know? Um here you are in a, in a, in a, in a church that, 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 that is, is um, uh, the 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 medium is because I don't even think that our church is 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 predominantly white in terms of 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 our demographics. I think we 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 have we have a mixture of everything and everyone from everywhere. Um, but but people would say the medium of instruction is English. You know, leadership has historically been been white at our church. So here here's the black guy who's being used again by by white leadership um, to to try and justify. Um, uh, their racism or to do away with their racism. And, and I, w- I would say, I would say to that black guy, um, or black person again, um, I, I think, I think you're not hearing the conversation. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to, to do away with what prevents us from having a conversation about race, you know? So, so me saying I don't want to speak about white privilege or I reject the idea of white privilege. Again, it does damage to us actually speaking about what is the real issue. And us mm. being honest. So, so I would say to that black person, I think as well, just rewind the tape, watch everything again and maybe come back to this point and let's continue. But we are doing away with any barriers, um, that I, I, I would say have, have been placed by, by politicians to try and, and soften the blow, um, again on, on the issue of racism. Uh, and then lastly, the, the black person who is struggling with with victimhood, you know? Encourage you. Uh, I want to uplift you. I want you to see yourself as being made in God's image. And I think don't play into the lie um, of the idea of white privilege because it, it, it wants to keep you um, at the bottom, making you feel um, like a victim, exactly how I think you eloquently described it uh, now just before I got in. So, so I just wanted to put those categories because uh, initially I wanted to put that at the, at the beginning, uh, but I just mm-hmm. remembered now. Um, as as we're talking, yeah. Sorry, and I mean, on I think
0: is. I think it's just worth before you get to your third point, which I think is is a profound point, um, and it and it helps it helps it informs the other two points and is informed by them. But just to just to play completely open cards with everyone, uh, in case in case I'm thinking especially of that second category of black person who think, oh, look, he's being used as an instrument. Uh, yeah. I haven't coached you in any of this. In fact, you've been instructing me. Um, you know, it's not as though I said, Hey black, go read X, Y, Z, go watch this video, go, you know, um, this has been your own journey. And, and I think we need to say that straight up. And we came to this conversation. We came to this whole conversation as equal partners, uh, who, who had a common interest in trying to find each other and trying to have constructive conversations around race, uh, with a view to, um, to multiplying those conversations throughout some sort of ripple effect throughout our church because we were tired of limping from controversy to controversy and only dealing with it when it's explosive in the media and then just just not saying anything, pretending it's not there as a major issue in our lives, which it is all the time. Uh, So that was the motive for the conversation. We've come as equal partners. Nobody's coached anybody. Nobody's instructed anybody. Uh, we, I think it's fair to say we're both learning as we go. Um, and yeah. in this particular issue, I certainly haven't um, rammed anything down Black's throats. This is his journey. So just a disclaimer there for anyone who maybe thinks, yeah. who, 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 is, who is inclined to believe, oh, he's being used as an instrument or whatever.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there's, there's receipts, you know. So, And what I mean by that is that you can go on a church website. I mean, this is primarily for our, our family anyway. So you can go on a church website, um, hear the talks that we, we did two years ago, mm. um, blackness and the gospel, whiteness and the gospel. Um, I, I, I preached against white privilege, you know? Um, so I, I believed white privilege as, as a, as an idea, as a, as a reality. And, and so and I did think, I. Yeah. And so, and so I think, like, like I said at the beginning, when my flame was reignited again for my original passion, um, you know, so, so, so and crying out for my people, I realized, Smack, there's all these black heroes I know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so earlier on, I said to you, when one of my biggest heroes, Biko, and there's there's things I disagree with, with Biko on, you know, especially when it comes to God. But but I think when when he speaks about black consciousness, I'm like, here's Biko, uh, who who we consider black intellectual. Here's a man. When you read his writings, you like smack the sky was 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 profound, and just the level of thought he had, and some of the categories that he was thinking through, uh, whether it was politics, whether it was economics for the black community, um, whether it was art, whether it was theology as well. He he had he had something to say about all of that. Mm-hmm. And here's a man who lived under a visible structure of apartheid, was killed by this structure of apartheid, uh, but but yet he he he. Refused uh, to 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 be treated as a victim. He refused to be treated um, as as a second class citizen. He refused to be treated as something that is just dis- disregarded and at the bottom of the pile, you know. And 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 he and he he rose um, up, up above his his circumstances when there was visible oppression. Um, and so, and so, I mean, there's, there's many, there's many instances of people like that. And I know the, the, the pushback would be, but yeah, because probably one in a million. And I'm like, no, there's actually tons of that. Ask any guy that grew up in the hood. There's tons of smart guys we know from the township. I, uh, whether it was guys who were self-taught, even, even, I forgot this guy's name now, but he's an intellectual who's self-taught, a black guy, old man now. I think he's in his eighties. If I remember his name, I, I'll throw it out. Uh, but but we hailed those guys, you know, and 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 they they were resilient even with the visible structure of apartheid. So now that apartheid is done away with, there's nothing that's holding me back. I was been saying to you, I don't I don't know if you, Martin, Eddie, or any other white person are congregating a church, plotting to try and keep black people at the bottom, or try and and keep us as as second class citizens. I don't, I don't think that is happening. So, so why would I then believe some narrative that I'm a victim? And when I come around you, I have to, I have to try and act like a second-class citizen. And yes, there might be black people who struggle with inferiority, and I want to say to them, we can rise above that. You know, uh, we can see ourselves the way heaven sees us. We can rise above that, um, and, and we don't have to believe the the, the perpetual lies that apartheid left for us. Um so, so again, there's receipts. You can go back and see that stuff. And I think just with God's grace um, and seeking for, for truth and fighting for for what I genuinely love and that is that is Black Lives. Um, I think it's it's brought me to this point. Um, so again there there wasn't any any shoving of information down my throat. In fact, off air there was pushback between you and I and I was saying, Yo, this is this is where I'm at and this is what I'm I'm critically thinking through, you know. Um, but, but anyway, I think, uh, with that said, we, we can go to the third point, which is, um, I think the, the understanding of white privilege then weakens the call for, for all believers to leverage their, their privilege. Um, for those who are marginalized, widows, orphans, for those who are, uh, on the margins, for those who are disadvantaged. Um, so I, I, was, I was just in part of my research, watched, the, uh, um, a panel discussion happened five years ago between prominent um, ministers in the, in the U.S. And one of them, I mean, a guy that, that I, I love and I follow, a white guy, um, and, and I, I value his teaching. Um, he spoke about white privilege. And so he had written a paper on white privilege um, and how he was saying that he was calling his Anglo brothers to to wake up to white privilege. So that they may, they may leverage, uh, that, that white privilege for the sake of, um, of, of, uh, their black brothers. Um, and so, and so as I was listening to this stuff, uh, and so he, he goes through the, the the scriptures and he speaks about how God is the one who has obviously has called people to leverage their, their privilege and not to hoard their privilege, you know. So if God has blessed you, uh, use it for the sake of growing his kingdom, use it for, for his, his plans and, and his sake and his purposes. <clears throat> and so and so he justified <clears throat> sorry all of that uh from the scriptures so even in that one instance I was like I paused and I, and 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 I realized that there was no reason for him then to racialize privilege because the bible doesn't racialize it the bible doesn't say all white people um or 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 all black people or all, all indian people or all asian people need to you know but it it, it puts the the on all believers you know um and and so i think if if we racialize it, um, one, I think it, it softens the, the the weakens the call in this sense that if if there's a white person then who says, um, and they can justify it, they can give us the receipts, they can look into their, their their lineage and not find any person in their lineage who did anything that was malicious against black people. You know they might even find other people in their lineage who, who spoke against apartheid so if, if if I use you as an example in, in um, part part two of episode one, where you spoke about your story and just how your grandmother was, how your father was you know i'm like if you go down that that route and you find more heroes like that in your family who spoke against injustice against other races and other cultures and fought and and taught the the, 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 the preceding generations. Not to fall into into that kind of ideology or belief, um, you know. So, so you can get a white person who does that, and they say, "Well, that if that's the case, my family did not do anything malicious for us to gain to gain this, but instead we worked hard, you know. So why should I then leverage my my privilege? Because, um, you know, I, I, the, there was no justification for me to do so, you know. Um, and I'm saying then that it weakens the core because. Whether you, I mean, you have, you have privilege now, you have economic privilege, you have money, use it, you know, I don't, I don't think we should go down your lineage to see and justify why you should use it. No, it's God's command over your life as a Christian. If you are sitting at a point now where you are part of the middle or upper class in South Africa, where even that graph that that Royden was, was was referencing, there's there's a side of it that speaks about uh, that shows the numbers rather of of the, the the poverty in South Africa, and those numbers are staggering as well, you know. Mm. So 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 if there's those. Poor people in your in your congregation in your community, Christchurch Midrand. If we can identify the widows, the orphans, we can identify the people who are disenfranchised, people who 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 are struggling in any way. And you have leverage. You have, I mean, privilege. You need to leverage that privilege because you're a Christian, not because you're white, but because you're a Christian. You know, God commands that over you. Um, and I think then what that does, it raises the standard as well for Black Christians. 'Cause I as a black Christian who might be part of the middle and upper class, I have privilege. You know, if I'm educated, I have a well paying job, I live well, I, I I can easily duck out of the command and say, well, it's it's for white people. You know, white privilege has to leverage their privilege. Oh black, we lost you there, bud. Sorry, I got I got muted there, there was a call. <laughs> um but but, but it again weakens the call then for 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 black believers you know so if if you are a black Christian and you privilege, leverage your privilege you 're a christian you know we 're not going to call that black privilege we 're not we haven 't you know we 're not going to do it we 're just going to call that privilege that has been given to you by God, so use it um, for the sake of of growing god 's kingdom for the sake of expanding god 's kingdom you know so so i I, I think if we just play along the narrative of white privilege, um, it, it does away with that beautiful call that in God's wisdom, in his economy, in, in his providence, he, he's providing and helping uh, all these people in, in various ways, you know? And, and I think one of the clearest and most visible ways is bringing all of us into to one family and he's going to use all of us um, for, for each other's sake, uh, for us for the sake of us painting this picture, of, of how we've been reconciled in him, um, to the rest of the world. You know what I mean? So, so we cannot have a person, black, white, Indian, colored, Asian in our community who goes to bed hungry. And, and yet there's other people around us who have more than five loaves in their bread. If we know of that person, you know, I mean? so, so that person is in our family. We know of them. They've made themselves visible to say, yo, I'm, I'm what James is speaking about when he's saying that true religion looks like taking care of of people like me, right? Um, so, so take care. We, we cannot say, well, as, as black Christians, yo, guys, the white people with your white privilege, you need to adhere to that call. You know, we, we weren't, we, like our grandfathers did not like profit from the old system. We still trying to figure ourselves out. That's, we can't do that. You know, we cannot stand in front of the judge of the universe and use that as justification. God is going to say, I, "I've enabled you to work. I've enabled you to earn what you have. You know what I mean?" Um, and, and so, and so we we need to we need to black, white, Indian, colored leverage all of that privilege for the sake um, of of helping God's uh, God's body and, um, and and His kingdom. So, so yes, there's there's obviously more to say there, um, but but I think initially those were were the, the three the three justifications I've come up with. On why I, I want to reject uh, white privilege, and, and we said it in, in the 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 second episode with the agenda. You know when we when we spoke about just uh, the ideology behind Black Lives Matter and it being being a, a Marxist um, um, uh, organization, and, and white privilege, frank as well. Frankly, is is just a Marxist idea, um, you know, and it, it it's that whole there's those who are on top and the victims. Uh, which is the black people and the white people are the ones who who are um are, are ruling um and so if we if we use those those stats, the black middle class has overtaken than the, the the white middle class, so does that mean now that that we have to try and and work hard to now uh, dethrone the the black middle class? No, you know we see that as progress. we celebrate that um in light of everything that has happened and just seeing how God is blessing us. And and how he's working in our country now post-apartheid, and how can we how can we yeah celebrate that and further that? How do we make sure that there's more black people who who are who are um, uh, coming into into that channel or being part of the black middle class or even the black elite? You know, um, I know some of those graphs speak about that. Uh, how do we make sure we prosper as a country, as a nation? You know, yeah. that we can compete with other nations. Um, I, I, I was saying earlier on that that. You hear people in the States and how they're teaching their kids, uh, uh, Mandarin and they want their kids to, to, to trade with, with Asian kids in the future, you know, and how Asian people are, are teaching their kids, uh, English. I know there's, there's a, a lot of, 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 young black South Africans who have moved to, to Asia for the sake of teaching English. Um, when I was in Varsity, I was, I was part of a, an English company that teaches Asians. That was the only clientele we had. And I taught English to Asians online. These were guys with PhDs, guys with who were CEOs of companies. And I was teaching them English. And you wonder why, why that, that is happening. Well, it's cause they realize they want to compete at a global level and they want to trade with, with other people in other countries and language is such a currency. And so, and so that's the stuff that I'm speaking about. How, how can we make sure that South Africa is strong? um that all citizens of South Africa, black, white, Asian, uh coloured, that we all are at a level where we can compete with the rest of the world, you know? Mm. So so we can't keep on perpetuating this victimhood and and, and 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 causing black people to look at themselves as subpar. Uh it's it's not just mm. an, an injustice and an evil on, on, on black people, but I think it's 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 a disservice to us as a country, mm. as a people. Mm. Uh the, the stronger black people are in this country Stronger south Africa is i oh, mean and, amen. Amen. World, and, and so. I mean
0: we see that we see that in our church i mean i just think just thinking of 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 black heroes in our church i mean i think of if I think of that generation who 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 would directly lived under those apartheid laws and we've heard some of their stories about security police and about um, just, just the most inhumane acts you can think of, uh, perpetrated towards them, towards their family members. And yet they would not see their core identity as a victim. And you just, you yeah. just see in their, in their, in their personal business, economic lives, just, just incredible flourishing. But even more than that, you see just a wonderful gospel success, a gospel flourishing, because, you know, in that generation, I can't think of an, a single exception, but just the way they've related to me as a white person. So, so it's just at a personal level. It's been nothing but grace and forgiveness and love and kindness when, humanly speaking, they have every right to, to, to see themselves a core identity as victim and to be filled with nothing but hatred, bitterness, anger, um and and want nothing to do with me, uh-huh. and so I, I think, well, how does that happen? The only way it happens is to go back to what you were saying, which is they see their core identity as a son or a daughter of God in Christ, uh-huh. and that frees them. It frees them to flourish uh, as business people, as teachers, as professors, as people of industry, and it frees them to to it frees them from, from carrying that bitterness, that anger that, would, that, that eats all of us alive. And you know what it does to me as a white person? It puts burning hot coals on my head in terms of, of that legacy of apartheid where I've swallowed those lies, yeah. where, I've, where, I've, where I've perpetuated... So, so, so that pure racism that you were talking about earlier, You know where I've been tempted or I have actually... Uh, thought or spoken or acted in a way that says this black individual doesn't have the same capacity as me, isn't quite on the same level as me. um, Couldn't quite, uh, um, you know, if we put gifting to one side, couldn't quite do the X, Y, or Z simply because they're black, not because of gifting. Um, And it really makes me want to repent and, of any kind of, of, of racism. And, and it's, it shouldn't be surprising to us because that's how God wins us. He wins us with this incredible forgiveness and grace and love. And I've seen that. I've seen it firsthand, experienced it firsthand, um, from the black people in our church. And, and I, and I think especially, I mean, from right across the spectrum, but especially of that generation that lived under apartheid and the incredible way in which they, they carry that burden, they carry those scars, but they bear those scars with such grace, and they don't let those scars define who they are. You know, they, they have appropriated the identity that God has given them in Christ, fully, and you see it, it's, you see it working out beautifully in their lives. And then it, I tell you, it is such a motivation to kill every racist corner in my own heart, because because it's because these people are so incredible in their love and their grace towards me. How can I possibly not reciprocate or treat them as if they're so much better than I am, right? As, 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 as human beings, how could I possibly buy into the lie that they are lesser than I am? And so, and so, and so I guess that's just um, piggybacking off what you were saying about, about the image of God and about victimhood as a, as a negative concept. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. No, no, totally. And, and, and I think, I, I mean, it's two things, but one, um, I, I just remembered the story you told of your father and how he interacted with, you know, black guys in the mines and how, how that changed his perspective, you know, so he mm-hmm. hears, hears the propaganda being sold to, to you guys through the media. And on the ground, he's dealing with real black people, and he's realizing these guys are exceptional. Mm. These guys are intelligent. These guys are just amazing humans, um, and they're capable to achieve anything like anyone else in this country, you know. And and, and that 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 flips, that changes mm. the propaganda, you know, because again, it's what we said initially when we started these conversations. The media has dictated um, a lot mm. of these conversations. So they're setting they're setting the parameters for how we can they're defining the words. Um, and so I think as Christians, we've also just been victim of, in taking that and not really just analyzing it. Uh, but, 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 but not analyzing it thoroughly, you know? So we analyze it to an extent. Uh, but because we, we want, don't want to offend people too, uh, we, we, we know it's sensitive ground. So we like trading very carefully. Um, and I think it hasn't, it hasn't enabled us to, yeah, to, to really critique stuff and, and challenge it directly. Um, mm. and your experience with, with these black, um, legends, I should call them in, in our church, you know, and, and again, the receipts are online. The interviews mm. with them are mm. online. Mm. You know, Sorry, it was another call. Uh, but their stories, their stories are really powerful, you know. Uh, and 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 you can hear how how God has worked in, in their lives. Uh, the last I think it's telemarketers. Yeah,
0: Fr- <laughs> bro, it's Friday, hey. Yeah, somebody's trying to sell you a cell phone or an insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: hopefully they don't call again. But but just departing shots for me, bro. Um. Uh, I, I think. I don't want black people to hear this and think that um one I uh, am undermining their their pain um and and the the, the gruesome racism that they've experienced uh, whether it's at work uh, it's a church uh, whatever space they find themselves in um I think racism is evil and we should fight against it um and and there is there is a level of of our anger being justified um, so, so whenever there's an injustice, whenever there's evil, uh, that's our response. We will be angry. We will fight. Um, and, and I think, yeah, we there has been angry anger. There has been uh, a lot of a lot of pain that that's that's been experienced. Um, but again, the thing that I'm saying here is the reason why I'm doing away with white privilege um, is so that we can call racism for what it is. Because of that pain. Because. Of, of uh of that anger uh that we experience as black people, so we do away with that so that we can deal with the with the issue uh in all honesty uh and and then secondly um you know and and I thought about this when when you spoke about how those black legends have treated you and 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 have loved on you uh as a fellow brother and have not uh exerted any revenge or treated you in any way uh, that would say, well, this is what your people have done. Um, and, and other people might hear this and think, again, and I keep on saying this, that the white man's religion is causing us to be sellouts. And I'm saying this is not a white man's religion. There's enough that we've said about that. Uh, but it's only Christianity that that will do that to our hearts. It's only the gospel of Christ that does that to our hearts. Um, and again, I, I am, I will die next to you, bro. Um, fighting this if it's, if it's on those grounds of the gospel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I will stay next to you as a soldier and, and I will, I will even, yeah, fight my own people who look like me. Um, if, if that ground is attacked, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I am what I am because of Jesus. You know, I can mm-hmm. appreciate my because of Jesus. Um, and he's given me light and he's given me life, um, and he's given me a way to, to, to view all of these issues. My sensitivity for my own people is because of Jesus, uh, not primarily because I'm black. So, so again, not diminishing your anger as a black person. I'm not saying that your pain is not justified. In fact, I'm saying there's, there's a better way for us to, to really, uh, speak about this and, and fight racism, uh, in a way that's going to uplift us as black people and not keep us at the bottom as victims um, of which, of which we're not, you know? Um, so, so I, I just wanted to end with, with those shots, uh, departing mm-hmm. shots from mine. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, amen. I'll, amen. I think that is a good word to close on. I think you've, you've certainly rattled my cage uh, when it comes to these categories and um, yeah. Amen to that, that gospel notes at the end, bro. Uh, yeah, what have we besides from G, besides christ and his and his word uh, yeah. folks, I hope that uh, was helpful for you, and there's so much to meditate on there and and as we always have been saying throughout we, we don 't pretend this is the last word on anything it 's a grapple for all of us uh, our, our Our only hope is that you um is that there'll be a ripple effect and and that you'll pick up the conversation in your spaces and uh, and that the Lord will use this for our healing. Uh, Join us next time. Uh, I think we are looking at uh, uh, racism in the church. So another hot topic. Uh, uh, It'll be good to be with you and uh, we'll speak again next week. Cool. Cheers.